Hare Krishna, Vanchakalpa Trubyas Chakrapasindubyabacha Patitanam Pavanabio Vaishnavabio Namu Namaha. So welcome on the day of the big moon. It's the poor Nima. And as a moon's bigger today, according to the material scientists, closer to the earth <laughs> than usual, so it's bigger. So we are starting Srimad Bhagavatam Canto 12, Chapter 3. Uh, and this is called, uh, well, the title in the BBT is the Bhumi Gita. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur calls it description of the yugas. That's because, the, well, the Bhumi Gita is only the first 13 verses. Bhumi Gita means song of the earth. And so the earth is speaking the first 13 verses. So they take that as the title. But then it goes on to do other things. There's, in this uh, chapter 3, there's uh, 52 verses. Uh, so before we start, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So this, of course, is still uh, Shukadev Goswami talking to Maharaj Parikshit. And um, in the BBT edition, there's a little chapter summary at the beginning, which we shall read. Uh, first, they do a one line or one paragraph, a little paragraph. This chapter describes how the earth took note of the foolishness of the many kings bent on conquering her. It also describes how, even though the age of Kali is full of faults, the glorification of the name of Lord Hari destroys them all. So that's like the terse summary. Then they go into a little bit. Great kings who are actually just playthings of death desire to subdue their six internal enemies, the five senses and the mind, and afterwards they imagine they will go on to conquer the earth and all its oceans. Seeing their false hopes, the earth simply laughs. For eventually they all must leave this planet and go elsewhere, as have all the great kings and monarchs of the past. Moreover, after usurping the earth or some part of it, which is actually unconquerable and must in every case be given up, fathers, sons, brothers, friends, and relatives quarrel over it. Thus, the study of history naturally leads to the conclusion that all worldly achievements are temporary, and this conclusion should give rise to a sense of renunciation. Ultimately, the highest goal of life for any living entity is pure devotion to Lord Krishna, which annihilates all inauspiciousness. In the age of Satya, religion was complete, still possessing its four legs of truth, mercy, austerity, and charity. With the coming of each succeeding age, start, excuse me, each succeeding age, starting with Taita, these religious qualities each diminish by one quarter. In Kali Yuga, the legs of religion retain only one-fourth of their power, and even that will be lost with the progress of the age. 
The mode of goodness is predominant during Satya Yuga, and the mode of passion is predominant during the Treta Yuga. The mixed modes of passion and ignorance are predominant in the Dwarpa Yuga, and in the age of Kali, the mode of ignorance is predominant. Atheism, the smallness and inferiority of all things, and devotion to the genitals and belly are very much evident in the age of Kali. Living entities contaminated by the influence of Kali do not worship the Supreme Lord, Sri Hari, even though they can be freed from all bondage and easily achieve the supreme destination simply by chanting the glories of his name and taking shelter of him. But if somehow or other the supreme personality of Godhead becomes manifest within the hearts of the conditioned souls in Kali Yuga, then all faults of place, time, and personality inherent in the age will be destroyed. Kali Yuga is an ocean of faults, but it possesses one great quality. Simply by the chanting of the name of Krishna, one can be delivered from material association and attain the absolute truth. All that was accomplished by, in the age of Satya by meditation, in the age of Treta, by sacrificial performances, in the age of Dwarapara, by temple worship is easily gained during the Kali Yuga by the simple process of Hari Kirtan. That's the summary of the chapter as they do it. Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur has a, he also has a little summary uh, which he puts as the purport to the first verse. So, but I'll read us, it's, it's, it's a chapter summary. Uh, the third chapter describes the laughter of the earth, the legs of Dharma, the faults of Kali, and the remembrance of the Lord which destroys the influence of Kali. The end of the last chapter mentioned how foolish people try to control the whole earth. This topic is enlarged through the descriptions made by the earth. So there's continuity. Uh, we talked in the last chapter about this kind of elegiac uh, feeling of the passing of things and how you have to leave the earth behind and go away. So it continues with that, uh, that, that theme of how uh, uh, people are trying to prevail and always go under and and uh, and so it, it continues that way so we'll start now here we have text number one. Oh, by the way uh let me uh, th th this is called the bhumi gita here because that but that bhumi gita part that is the song of the earth i think there's a novel that way but but anyway, Bhumi Gita, the Song of the Earth, which is m more sarcastic than it is, you know, pleasant. But anyway, Budevi is speaking, uh, quoting by Shukadev Goswami. Uh, that's just text 1 through 13. Uh, and then that ends. Uh, and so Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur titles this chapter, Description of the Yugas. I think the Bhagavatam itself doesn't have titles, so they're provided by the commentators, because that's what happens in the, the whole chapter as a whole, description of the different yugas. So I've made a little uh, summary of the chapter uh, as far as the topics, breaking it down, and who's speaking. Uh, and, and if you'd like to get a copy of this, we can mail it to you, or you know, uh, email it, or text it, or somehow or other. 
you if you have your destination address. But uh, one through thirteen, uh, Shukadev Goswami is quoting Bhu Devi, uh, speaking or singing about the futile endeavors of kings, and then uh, in uh, text fourteen and fifteen. Uh, Shuka compares the narrations about kings with narrations about the Lord. Two different kinds of histories, you might say. Which one's good for you and one's not so good. And then in 16 and 17, we have Maharaj Prichit asking him five different questions. Uh, and then in response to that, Shukadev Goswami in 18 to 25 describes the four yugas in terms of religious principles, dharma. And then in 26 to 30, he again describes the yugas in terms of the material modes. And then in 31 to 44, he gives further more detailed descriptions of Kali Yuga. And then 45 to 52, he prescribes the remedy for the evils of Kali Yuga. That's, that's the sort of way that the chapter uh, breaks down. And then again, we, we can send you this outline uh, if, if you would like to have it. Well, it's not really an outline, but a chapter, you know, headings of what speakers are there and what they say. So with the first group, 1, 2, 13, the earth, uh, Devi or Bhumi. Remember, the earth is not just a thing, but a lady. <laughs> Mother Earth, as we call her. Uh, so she's speaking about the feudal efforts of kings, and this is what they call the, the Bhumi Gita. So I'll read that uh, first verse here, text one. Shri Shuka Uvacha Dristvatmani Jaye Vyagran Nippan Hasati Buriyam Ahoma Vijjik Ahoma vijjijishanti mityokri danaka The translation is, uh, Shukadev Goswami said, uh, Seeing the kings of this earth busy trying to conquer her, the earth herself laughed. She said, just see how these kings, who are actually playthings in the hands of death, are desiring to conquer me. Uh, uh, there's no BBT purport, uh, and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur purport, I already told you, is a sort of a summary of the, the chapter. So we see Sri Shuka Uvacha, as Shuka is saying, he's continuing to. Uh, uh, so he, here you see the, the, the speaker, uh, second to last, uh, Bhur, that's her. Uh, 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 because it says, Dritsvatmani, uh, uh, Atmani is herself. <laughs> So you don't know who the Atmani is. Seeing herself, uh, the Nripa and the kings, Nripa is a king, Nripa, lord of men, is humans and Pa is lord, Nripa, controller of men. 
uh, Viagran busily engaged Jaya and G, you know, uh, Jaya, Vijaya, <laughs> conquest of, of, of herself, actually. Uh, she <coughs> observes this, uh, the kings. Uh, she laughs, Hasati, boo. Now we find out who it is, finally. It's just more artistic in Sanskrit. You know, you find, whoa, who's laughing? Uh, she laughs at this. Uh, and she says, aho, you know, ah, as they translated here in the word for aho, ah, just see, you know, as they say in India, just see, ah, ma vijigishanti, they are desiring to conquer me. This is one, one of these verbal forms in Sanskrit called desiderative, show you want to do something, you know. Uh, they are desiring to conquer me. Uh, these kings, Nripa, uh, the, since that word is there twice, Nipan and Nripaha, these kings who are Kridanaka uh, Mitu, the toys of death. <laughs> they play things. Krida uh, uh, means to play. Uh, so the playthings of death in the hands of death, and they are desiring to conquer me. So she's laughing at them. She's mocking. This is a kind, this is a, a mocking sort of a song. Uh, the earth, uh, these guys, they blow over her like smoke, you know? <laughs> so uh, this is the, this is how this, this uh, 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 Bhumi Gita uh, begins with this idea. Uh, so she says, um, in text two now, Kama Esha Narendranam Moghashad Vidusamapi Yena Feno Pami Pinde Yeti Vishram There's that word again, Ripaha. In the plural, the kings, Nippa. Uh, the translation here uh, in the BBT, great rulers of men, even those who are learned, meet frustration and failure because of material lust. Driven by lust, these kings place great hope and faith in dead lumps of flesh called the body, even though the material flame, frame, excuse me, not flame, frame, the material frame is as fleeting as bubbles of foam on water. Uh, uh, so these great rulers of men, that's this Narendra, Nara Indra, that's another way of saying it, the lords of men, Nara is people, and Indra, kings. Uh, this Kamaha, this lust, uh, I remember uh, the word kama is just strong desire. It's not just sexual drive, but that has something to do with it always. Um, uh, but it's uh, 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 these men, uh, uh, they become mogha. They, they, are, they fail. They meet with failure, meet frustration and failure. 
uh, even those who are vidusha, vidusha means wise, even those who know better, uh, who, who, who know something, they, they can't, uh, because of this kama, uh, this, this uh, desire to be the Ishwara Hom Bogi, says and Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Ishvaro Hom, I am the Lord, I am the enjoyer. Uh, this is the Ahankara Bimudatma, made fools by Ahankara, false ego, Ishwara Hom Humbogi. They say like this. So the kings, uh, and we see, you know, the desire for political power, even when you can't rule for a long time, people are going like crazy for it. Uh -huh. Uh, uh, they so this is they they even those who are wise they 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 meet with this mogha uh, the uh, the frustration of uh, what they want uh, uh, and then it says uh, uh, by which yena uh, and they put the in the parentheses you see in the word for lust by this uh, comma. Feno pame pinde. The word pinda. You see where the little dots under pinda, pinde, pinde. In in the lumps, really. The word pinda uh, in Sanskrit means just any round or roundish mass or heap, a ball, a globe. Because pinda also is the offering you make to the ancestors because they're little balls of something, uh, some kind of uh, uh, food. So it can be a, a ball of rice, a ball of flour, a ball of, you know, so any, any kind of lump of anything or, uh, so, but that, that we, the word pinda you use when they talk about this offering to the uh, pitris is pinda, pinda also, but here it means your body. This material body is a lump of flesh, you know, a lump. So, in the, so this this driven by in this face and this 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 uh, pinda when so here, and, and actually in in the Sanskrit dictionary, uh, one of the definitions of pinda is the body. It can be any material object, and it can be the body. So. It happens often enough that it's called a lump that <laughs> makes it in the dictionary. Um, in this, uh, they put faith in this in this lump, which is fena upame, which is like fena. Fena means foam, bubbles of foam, you know. Uh, uh, and they are. Uh, uh, they are the, the perfectly trusting. Ativishrambita. That's the, the great hope uh, uh, in this uh, lump. And these kings who are, have this kind of a strong uh, uh, faith or uh, in, this, uh, in this thing. So that's, that's, this is what they do. Kama Isha Narindranam. Uh, this is what they, they think they can get something by this whole thing. Uh, Banu Swami, 
has a slightly different, uh, he has much simpler translation. The lust of even intelligent kings, by which they put trust in the body, which is as transient, transient as bubbles in the water, ends in failure. Uh, uh, so that same thing, but they, fewer words anyway, but that's a simpler translation, the same, same, uh, same ideas there. And now three and four are translated together. Uh, uh, and uh, with the this one finally, uh, there's purports. Uh, uh, so three and four. Purvam nirjitya sad vargam shad vargam jeshma jeshyamo. Raja Mantranaha Tata Sachiva Paurapta Karindran Asya Kantakan Ivam Kramena Jishyama Prithvim Sagaramek Kalam Ityasha Bandaridaya Napasyantikintakam so the translation in the BBT. Uh, now this is Earth talking, right? So if you see that in the book, they got it in quotation marks because she's speaking. Kings and politicians imagine. And so there's a quote within quotes. First, I will conquer my senses and mind. Then I will subdue my chief ministers and rid myself of the thorn pricks of my advisors, citizens, friends, and relatives as well as the keepers of my elephants. In this way, I will gradually conquer the entire earth. Because the hearts of these leaders are bound by great expectations, they fail to see death waiting uh, nearby. Um, so they, this begins, Purvam, uh, first of all, uh, Nirjitya Satvargam. Uh, the, here, this this uh, satvarga refers to the uh, uh, five sense, the six urges, uh, the, the which are the five senses in the mind. Uh, 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 and, and so the, you conquer these the the active senses and the and the mind. Uh, Jeshyamana, we will conquer these first of all. Uh, uh, well, we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, 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 and then, uh, 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 the den is Tataha, uh, uh, Raja Mantrinaha. Raja Mantrinaha means the royal advisors or ministers. Is you have to you have to watch out for those who are the closest to you. <laughs> Sometimes they turn state's evidence. <laughs> There's an independent prosecutor. <laughs> so the royal ministers, the mantris, uh, who are the uh, the advisors, uh, uh, got to watch out. 
Tataha, then Sachiva, the personal secretaries, Pora, the people who live in the Pura, the citizens, the capital citizens around, you know, the closest to you, Apta, your friends, Kari Indran, the elephant keepers. I guess, you know, elephants are little things to be feared somehow or other. And then it says, Asya Kandaka, uh, ridding ourselves of thorns. Uh, now, there's different ways of reading this, but I'm just going through the way, way it says here, who, who the thorns are. They say, ridding myself of thorn pricks of all of these. The, the, the word kantakan uh, 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 does mean a thorn or just anything pointed or with a needle or a prickling. Uh, but then it also says um, uh, in, the, in the dictionary, uh, any troublesome, seditious person. <laughs> seditious means rebellious or undermining person, treacherous, who is, as it were, a thorn to the state and an enemy of order and good government. This is <laughs> one of the definitions. Sometimes it's a paltry foe or an enemy in general. So it can also just mean any enemy. Because uh, Vishnu Chakravarti says, uh, uh, this, he takes that phrase, Ashakantikam, uh, differently as meaning enemy kings. Whereas here, uh, uh, what the BBT is, Father Commentators, the BBT follows in this translation, that means all of these people are are uh, uh, the advisors, citizens, friends, and relatives. And then it says, next verse, evam krameni, uh, uh, krama means chronological order, so by in chronological, one after another, in this way, one after another, we shall conquer the earth. That's why I like the idea of the enemy kings. It seems like you're going from, first you've got to make sure your people around you are with you, not going to turn on you and then once that's secure you can go against others uh, 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 and this way uh, conquer the earth and then uh, Sagara Mikalam uh, uh, they, 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 this Sagara Mikalam means the belt of the earth which is the ocean uh, the, uh, they don't uh, mention this in the translation, but well, because Sagara Mekalam is another mean, another way of saying the earth, whose whose girdle is the earth, all the all the lands surrounded by water, you know, Sagara Mekalam. Mekala is a belt, and so the belt is Sagara, the ocean. So, uh, uh, this is how they, iti, thus thinking. Huh? Iti is like closed quotation marks in Sanskrit. That where it begins, you have to guess sometimes. But thus thinking, uh, bound by hopes, uh, bound up by asha, longings, hopes, cravings, great longings. Uh, uh, their hearts, hridaya, their hearts are bound up. They do not see nearby antike 
Anticum, their own end. Because the hearts of the leaders are bound by great expectation, they fail to see death waiting nearby. So the way Banu Swami uh, translates this, first I will conquer my senses and mind, then I will subdue my chief ministers and rid myself of my advisors, citizen friends and relatives, as well as the keepers of my elephants and my enemies. So he puts that my enemies at the end following In this way, I will gradually conquer the entire earth girdled by the ocean. With their hearts bound up by great expectations, they fail to see death death waiting nearby. So that's, I will gradually conquer the entire earth girdled by the ocean. He says like uh, uh, in in that way. Uh, And Vishnu Chakravarti is saying, Lust is shown in two verses. Since no one can be a king while having lust for sense objects, first he must control his senses and the mind. So when they say, because you're thinking he's talking about lust, but first he controls his senses and the mind. But if you want to be a good basketball player, you have to have some control. You know, if you want to be an athlete, if you want to succeed in anything, there's some austerity is involved whether it's physical or learning a trade or anything. If you can't have any sense control, you can't get anything done. You're just wasted. You're scattered. You don't achieve anything. So everybody, whether it's physical or political or academic, you have to have some sense control, uh, some, some amount of sense control. So these things, if you want to become a political leader, this is what you need to do. Uh, to concentrate your effort and, and to watch out for others and to, you know, to so, so this you to gather your own strength and your own power and exercise it. Um, uh, so, you know, and these are always, you know, they're, they're uh, in Shakespeare's uh, 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 historical plays, you know, he's, he's got... Richard II, the weak king, you know, uh, and so at the end, you know, when he's deposed, I wasted time and now time wastes me, he says, you know, like that. <laughs> That's just how the, the uh, 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 the lessons are always there from these kings who are deposed, you know because he was weak and he was goofing off and not taking care of things and so. So you, 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 any time you have political power, you always have to watch out for the people that are nearest you because they're just like you. And, you know, even if you're the, the king, you can get overthrown and, uh, you know, you got to worry when if you get show a little weakness, who's going to turn on you and cooperate with the, you know, prosecutors. Uh, 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 so, um, then the BBT has a purport uh, here. They say, um, uh, to satisfy their greed for power, determined politicians, dictators, and military leaders undergo severe austerities and sacrifices with much self-discipline. 
Then they lead their great nations in struggles to control the sea, land, air, and space. Although the politicians and their followers will soon be dead, since birth and death are all inevitable in this world, they persist in the frenetic struggle for ephemeral glory. Ephemeral comes from a Greek root meaning beginning and end in a day. <laughs> Refers to certain insects that are... <laughs> There's even mayflies that don't even eat. They have no mouths because they lived for such a short time. That's ephemeral. Uh, 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 so that's the... Uh, idea. So, uh, that's, that's the, uh, so now, uh, again, here's the earth talking about these kings, right, who are trying to own and control and possess her. So that was, uh, that was text three and four together, right? Yeah, okay. So we go up to text number five. Uh, now remember, we had this idea of the earth right here in this last text where it was uh, Sagara Mekalam, Prithivim uh, Sagara Mekalam, the earth whose girdle is the ocean. And just Sagara Mekala can mean the earth itself, that which is girdled by the ocean. Uh, so it picks up on that. Samudra Varanam Jitva. Samudra Varanam Jitva. Mam Vishant Yabdim Ojasa. Kiyad Atma Jayasyaitan. Muktiratma Jayevalam. Uh, so uh, they uh, translate it here. Uh, there's no uh, purport in the BBT. Uh, they translate it uh, after conquering all the lands on my surface. These proud kings forcibly enter the ocean to conquer the sea itself. What is the youth use of their self-control, which is aimed at political exploitation? The actual goal of self-control is spiritual liberation. So it picks on that theme of self-control. Because to do anything, even material, you have to have some amount of self-control that we already said. So uh So samudra uh, samudra avaranam, having conquered that which is bound by the ocean, that is the earth, me, mom, she says me here, they translate it as the lands on my surface, they've conquered this. Vishante abdim, they enter the ocean uh, to conquer the sea itself. They enter the ocean, it says. Interesting, huh? Uh, they have, uh, the Vishnu Chakravarti's got another. He says why they got different reasons. Uh, um, uh, 
This is because, and so therefore, uh, uh, there's a little. Uh, how do you how do you conquer the sea itself? That seems a little weird. Of course, uh, rule Britannia, Britannia rules the waves. So you know they could be boats, <laughs> right? <laughs> but. Uh, Banuswami says, after conquering all the land on my surface, they forcibly enter the ocean. What is the use of a kingdom for a person with control of the mind? Which I don't understand that one. Oh yeah, it's the same way of saying the same thing. What is the use of sense, self-control, which is aimed at political exploitation? Uh, if, you, if you, in other words, if you control the mind, you can get much more than just uh, a kingdom. You know, liberation is the goal for a person with control of the mind. So that's why that's, he does it that way, because that that's the use. If you can control your mind, then you can achieve liberation. Why settle for you know, the earth? Vishnu Chakravarti says. After conquering the earth, they enter the ocean to steal the jewels and dive for pearls and, uh, and you know, other subterranean wealth. Uh, those who want to attain kingdom by sense control are fools because by sense control they could get a whole lot else. So much work for something temporary. If you're going to work so hard, you might as well get something permanent. That's the, the lesson of this uh, uh, and I, I, I saw in the Sanskrit dictionary where it really says this uh, Samudra uh, Varana is sea clothed, name for the earth. And then they cite the Bhagavatam. And this is the only place in the Bhagavatam that that's used. So you should know that the Moner Williams Sanskrit dictionary cites this verse in the Bhagavatam, which, of course, that dictionary was originally the English version is copied from the Germans who just copied from Sanskrit dictionaries and translated into German, which anyway, that's, but that, we are famous there, this verse is, <laughs> is where they got the one citation for this uh, Samujavar, and um, the name for the sea clothed, it's called, uh, uh, the earth. Uh, but, you know, we, the, the Prabhupada uses this word, uh, we find the, the word uh, avaranatmika uh, as uh, the covering potency of maya, covering. Maya has pulling down prakshepatmika uh, and the avaranatmika, the, the power of pulling down and then the power of covering. Uh, these are the two. If you want to look those up where Prabhupada says it, the purport to Bhagavatam 334. He says, Maya has two phases of activity. One is called Prakshepatmika and the other is called Avaranatmika. Avaranatmika means covering and Prakshepatmika means pulling down. Uh, uh, he says, by this Avaranatmika, see, even a hog feels happy because he's, he's eating a stool, but. Uh, uh, Anyway, this is several places Prabhupada uses those those two terms. So we go on one more verse. So I guess we're getting time for one more. Uh, the earth continues saying, uh, 
Yam Vishudjaeva Manavas Tatsutascha Kurudvaha Gatayata Gatam Yudhe Tamam Jesh Yantya Buddhayaha That's very beautiful. Gatayata Gatam Yudhe O best of the Kurus, the earth continued as follows. Although in the past great men are and their descendants have left me, departing from this world in the same helpless way they came into it, even today foolish men are trying to conquer me. The reason they do this, O best of the Kurus, is Kuruvad. Kurudvaha, O best of the Kurus. So this is actually a quote within <laughs> Shukadev addressing <laughs> uh, 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 Prithu, I'm not, uh, Parikshit Maharaj. Uh, is, is, so he puts that in here. So they, O best of the Kurus, the earth continued as follows. <laughs> He's still quoting the earth. Uh, as that's what happens, you don't have quotation marks. Uh, so the, 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 they have, so the, these, uh, those who, uh, persons in the past, Vishvidya, giving us up, uh, and their, their Tatsuta, those great men and their sons, Gata, uh, and they, they went gata yatagatam as they came. And then it says yudhe in battle. That's uh, very interesting that that's there. Uh, 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 then, uh, in the same way, uh, they are trying to conquer me. Maybe you'd pay in battle for me. They try to conquer me as they conquered in battle. Uh, and there are abuddhayaha. Buddhi means intelligent. So these are with, they're dumb. They're trying to conquer me. Uh, uh, and th- there's really different translations here. Uh, Banu Swamis translates this following Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur or best of the Kurus the Manus and their sons see Manava Manava here translations as human beings but it could also be the Manus you know those uh, Manus who rule different parts of the uh, periods of time the, uh, the, the Manvataras you know the Manus and their sons. So they were another kind of great king. So Banu Swami, following Vishnu Chakravarti, the Manus and their sons, according to their understanding, gave up ruling the earth. <laughs> when they, they gave up, yeah, uh, gata, gata, <laughs> and went to the forest. But fools will conquer me. So the Manus knew better. They became renounced and went to the forest. They gave up trying to conquer me. Uh, 
Uh, and the others, those people, the, anyway. So, because he's following Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur, according to their knowledge, Yatagatam, uh, and I don't know how this word knowledge, Yatagatam, that word Yatagatam, Vishnu Chakravarti takes it to mean knowledge. And I can't figure out how he does that. But anyway, that's what it says in his commentary. According to their knowledge, Yatagatam, the Manus became detached, gave up the earth, and went to the forest. Gata, those who are foolish will conquer me. So they knew better. So that's why Banu Swami uh, uh, translates it that way. And the uh, we have a purport in the BBT for this one. I think six. No, they don't have a purport there. Yeah. Okay. So that's why there's different ways of reading it. And they're all, both of them, not the one's right and one's wrong. It's, it's, it's something that scholars call polysemous, have multiple meanings. <laughs> That way, so we'll we'll stop there. Uh, as I said, this goes on. The song of the earth goes on until uh, uh, text fourteen. When you get to nine through thirteen, is basically a list of thirty great kings, all losers, as the President of the United States would call them. <laughs> uh, uh, so anyway, uh, that's then then the song of the earth will be over, uh, and then we'll go on to the uh, uh, Sutta Goswami will make some remarks. Shukadev Goswami makes some remarks about these, the song of the earth, and, and uh, that that he's recited uh, to Maharaj Pariksit. So let's see if we have any questions or comments now. Just while I have the mic, I have a kind of a comment to make. This is a very interesting section, actually. And it makes me think about um, the environmental movement and their understanding of the earth and kind of this... Um, the attitude is we're killing Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. And reading these verses makes me rethink that in the sense of, yes, we may be um, exploiting Mother Earth, but at the same time, she's not really conquerable by us. Mm -hmm. At most, it might make the Earth is very unlivable <laughs> for us, for or very uncomfortable time. for us. Yeah, right. um, but it's not that we're actually killing and conquering the Earth. That's right. I think she has great recuperative powers if you just leave her alone for a little while. You'd be amazing how fast she heals herself, you know. The earth is a living being. That they don't quite realize how things are connected. Uh, e even, even, you know, they could find out. I mean, when you start looking at the different uh, uh, systems of the earth, I, I mean... You look at a forest and think it's a bunch of trees, but actually the trees are all related at their roots. They're communicating with each other. Things are a lot more unified 
than people. The, 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 it's an organic whole. The idea of an organism is that the whole is at least as unified as any of its parts. You know, so our body is an organism because our cell, we have individual cells who are unified and our whole body is maybe even at least as unified as the cells. So that goes beyond us also and that people don't know because it's beyond anything that we've learned how to research. Uh, because now you're dealing with very subtle energies and subtle means they're hard to pick up on. And sometimes uh, by the act of trying to see them, you destroy them, at least where you're looking, you know, you mess things up so you can't, you can't detect it. Uh, but the earth has great healing recuperative powers if you just stop doing a little bit of damage. Talking about the personality of the, the earth, I just I wonder how far it extends in the in, in the sense that we know that um, when sacrifice is being done and and things are doing uh, going on in in honor of the earth, then the earth can actually give even more to yeah. us. Um, the proper rain cycles, the mm -hmm. you know no, agriculturally. Yeah. Um, so, so is the earth really like tied in, in a sense of like, oh, they're not treating me right and, and therefore I as an earth have to recuperate myself or is it more like, um, hey, like on a personal level, like these people are treating me like horribly, like why would I reciprocate with them, you know? Yeah, I think it's both, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, she... she we, for ourselves, if Krishna is pleased, all the devas become pleased. And so the earth will also be pleased if Krishna is pleased. They're included. Uh, the, the one form of Krishna, I mean, our, our philosophy is a chencha beda abeda tattva, that Krishna Although he transcends the world, he also includes it. This is, a, as Prabhupada put it in one place, nothing is different from Krishna, yet Krishna is different from everything. And he says, that tells us that what we call matter is just another form of spirit. But it appears as matter because of our enjoying attitude. We can't, we can't see the spiritual nature of things. So really, uh, we need to understand the world by, by, if you go to Krishna, the absolute truth is defined as that which being known, all other things become known. Uh, uh, and that means Krishna and Krishna's energy. Krishna includes Krishna's energy. Just as we say Hare Krishna, that means his energy. And the earth is one of those energies. And there's devas. There are in the universe, in the, in the, in the created world, there's 330 million devas. And they communicate with each other and they run everything. That means there's a kind of a nervous system throughout the whole universe. And the same devas that control outside phenomena also control our senses. 
They can open them up and close. I mean, we, we just don't know. So, so knowledge means to know, as Prabhupada put it, to know what is matter, what is spirit, and what is the control of, the vos, of both of them. Matter, spirit, and the controller of both. So that means that it includes mat what material knowledge, but it's not the material knowledge that is accessible by material scientists right now. Because mostly w when, when science is effective to the degree that it is in dealing with the material world, it's because they abstract from their experience in terms of numbers. Well, you've extracted already. You've only dealt with it in terms of numbers. That's useful. Of course it's very useful. You can do that, but you're leaving something out. And one thing that becomes a big mystery for material science to deal with the world in terms of numbers is consciousness. Because it's there. Of course, they deny it sometimes, but it's there. And it's not expressible in terms of numbers. It's, it's, it's the ghost in the machine, as, as it's been put, you know, and, and an anomaly. And sometimes they try to say there's no such thing. I know philosophers who have done that, deny the existence of consciousness. So anyway, there's some limitations. So we have a higher science that will include but transcend uh, material science. Nobody will believe you really got something until you can make money from it, but that's another thing. Dr. Carl asks, um, he says, Hare Krishna. Recently, two mental health professionals wrote an opinion piece in the New York Times in which they responded to the plan of certain congressmen to introduce a bill requiring psych psychiatrists to be involved in the process of declaring a sitting president unfit for office. They said that such an assessment is rather a political undertaking, not so much a medical diagnosis, since narcissism, which is a personality disorder and thus an illness, actually is not a disqualification for a politician in a political sense, since many people obviously value narcissistic behaviors and thus vote for narcissists. Is there any way narcissists can use their disposition in Krishna consciousness without committing offenses? In other words, does Yukta Vairagya apply to narcissistic behavior as well? Uh, narcissistic behavior means you mistake yourself for God. And maya cannot be used in Krishna's service. Uh, that by definition, that's what maya is. You've taken self. So people in the material world, uh, to some extent or another, all have God projects going. Uh, I am the enjoyer and I am the controller. And people who cannot appreciate uh, the feelings of other people and only see other people as a means to their own ends uh, are, are the kinds who, who's, uh, many kinds who, who are narcissistic and they're very destructive of other people. And they, they cannot empathize with the feelings of other people unless they see those other people as you know, parts of themselves or something they have invested interest in and that they contribute to their own greatness and they'll protect them. But only because you know, if, if they if they if they uh, if they don't uh, contribute to their own narcissistic image, they they write them out of existence, sometimes mentally and sometimes physically.
Maya cannot be dovetailed in Krishna's service by definition. Sense gratification cannot be dovetailed in Krishna's service. I enjoy and therefore Krishna enjoys because he's happy to see me happy. <laughs> Prabhupada said, a, a devotee has no way of experiencing happiness except by seeing that Krishna is happy in all respects. And, and that kind of happiness is beyond the scope of anything any materialist can imagine. Because it's a happiness that comes from humility, not from being puffed up. This quick comment that reminds me of a, a short clip I saw of a prosperity gospel preacher recently who was saying, God wants us to be happy. Why wouldn't he want us to have lots of money and cars and houses and things? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> different theology a little bit, or a different definition of happiness. Um, Vijay Krishna Prabhu has a, qu a question. Uh, he says, some people say that love is blind, and in these texts, texts 3 and 4 from today, uh, of the Bhumi Gita, we read that kings and politicians, because of great expectations, fail to see death waiting nearby. And in my preaching, I often feel how much certain individuals are absorbed in their own private matters, which are obviously, to me, not related to pure devotional service. My question is, as kings and politicians of this age are blind by their own expectations, so are their subjects. So are their subjects, question mark. Sometimes I have a feeling that their blindness is so deep that it is not possible for them to see me at their door entrance after they open the door. How far can material blindness of the soul go? I don't, you mean not see your body even though you're there or just not recognize that you're there to help them or I haven't, I, I don't know exactly what that question means, but people can be pretty blind. Uh, there's a phrase in the Bhagavatam uh, that although they have the power to see, they don't see. What they don't see is death, actually. You know, they don't see, even though it's there and they have knowledge, they can see. Prabhupada explains they see that, yeah, my, you know, my father has died, my grandfather has died, and all these other people have died, but somehow or other, I'm, it's not going to happen to me. I'm immune. I'm special. That's called narcissism, by the way. I'm so wonderful, nothing can hurt me. But uh, so some people can be be quite blind, and the 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 spiritual path is the path of humility, uh, and this you find in all bona fide religions that. that People know this, although not everybody in the religion notices or practices. But the actual, the actual uh, if, uh, advancement in Krishna consciousness, one becomes more and more humble, and uh, and uh, you can see that with with with, with, with Srila Prabhupada. He was, uh, 
never thought he was wonderful or special and just thought that somehow or other he had achieved the mercy of Krishna and was able to do these things for Krishna, was very very grateful for Krishna for letting him to do something. Uh, And, uh, you know, he said, you know, somehow or other I tried to do a little bit to satisfy my spiritual master and I, I came here to the West and I couldn't do anything so Bhakti Siddhanta sent you to help me, and now because of your help, I can do something to satisfy my spiritual master. So I have to thank you more. This is what's feeling that his disciples were sent to him by a spiritual master. So now, because he couldn't do anything, and now something's happened, and so he's grateful. This is this is a, a humble person. So if you become proud of your humility, it doesn't work. Because you have to recognize that humility is actually realism. <laughs> Just to know, I'm, I'm, I'm being, being proud of you, humil- of your humility. I, I, there's a quote from C.S. Lewis on this, and mm-hmm. I, I always forget it exactly. And I wish, and sure, someone can look it up after this. But it goes something like. Um, never is a man more proud than when striking an air of humility. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's it. Okay, so how far did we get here? Uh, we'll start seven. Okay, I'm going to mark it in my uh, notes here. Okay, so next time, uh, text six. And remember, if you want the little summary I've written, or the little topic headings in this chapter, you can. Uh, Shraddha can send it to you. Um, in terms of that, if if you're already on the mailing list, meaning that you received the reminders about this Bhagavatam class, then I will send it to that same mailing list. If you're not yet on that mailing list, you can go to Irvinder Subaru's website, rsdasa.com, and sign up for the um, newsletter there, um, and then you'll receive it. Okay. Very good. Until next week, thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai.